Oh, babes. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Today is a special day because we finally have a mail on the podcast, and I'm very excited. And this week's episode is about video game nostalgia. What did we love when we were kids? What made us into the nerdy bitches that we are today? Without further ado, may I introduce to you the Man Mountain. Welcome to the podcast. It's lovely to have a man here for once because it's just been like vaginas everywhere. <laughs> yeah, just, it's just, yeah. No, not enough penis. No, that's what they say. Enough. Yeah, there's not enough penis. I've been eager for some testosterone. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I can bring you that, but I'm, oh. I'm happy to be on the pod. <laughs> Well, if it, would you like to introduce yourself to the beautiful people? Uh, yes, yeah, so, so I'm Jay. I'm a Twitch streamer as well. Uh, I, I also write for a website called Thumb Culture. So I do, a, uh, you know, some game reviews and, and little sort of features, which is mainly me just ranting about the games industry. <laughs> and in the real world, I work in IT for a, a financial institution. So I'm kind of geeky at work and not at work as well, really. Yeah, sounds it. Just a mega nerd. But yeah, I'm, I'm into quite a lot. I'm into, obviously, video games. I'm, I'm into movies, TV, big sort of comic fan. Oh, nice. Uh, Lego. I absolutely adore Lego. So yeah, a bit of everything, really. Lovely. I definitely know you're into comics because you absolutely tore my superhero podcast to shreds. <laughs> it was it was <laughs> disgusting, that podcast. <laughs> it was a good listen. Yeah, I uh, I thought it would be a good listen for definitely someone like you who knows their stuff because I knew it would like it would be annoying you the whole time. Yeah. The, the the thing is though, it's good because if I wanted to find a comic book podcast, it's going to be a bunch of people that are experts in comic books and. Mm-hmm. they don't necessarily differ from the next podcast that is a bunch of people. They're an expert on comic books. Yeah. <laughs> so to hear an opinion from someone who's not as close to that field to see why they like or don't like things, it is interesting, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> even if I disagreed with all of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've disagreed with all my Spider-Man love and my Incredible Hulk love. Nah, to be fair, I like pretty much every character, so... If you like something, I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it was wicked. So Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well, today we're going to be speaking about video game nostalgia. Ooh, Ooh. I know. Let's bring back the feels. The feels, yeah, the old school feels. None of this new nonsense. No. Well, I I also don't want to sound like a a boomery old lady that hates on today's gaming, but it has changed tremendously from, I think, whatever we used to play. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think... um, there's two sides to it because there's the technological. Te- uh, start again. Techno- technological. I can say the words. Um, <laughs> improvements in the sense that obviously machines are way more powerful now mm-hmm. than they've ever been. But then you've also got the the way it's being used because obviously internet is a big thing now, which wasn't a big thing in the 90s and 80s and things. So you, you've got the two sides to it, the physical hardware you're playing the games on, but then kind of the the outside stuff that affects how you play those games. That is true. I think as a kid, it was a very story, single player, let's sit and we'll play this entire game to its entirety. And now it's multiplayer online. Let's shoot people and shout. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. That's the thing. You, you become a... Uh, 
I always say you're you're like a faceless void on the internet because you can just shout stuff and you don't really have any consequences. (laughs) And some people, that's just, they become toxic, horrible people. Oh God, that's a whole podcast on its own. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. So where did it all begin for you? What was the the starting games that you were like, shit, this is going to be my life? Yeah, so um, I'm 35 this year. So gaming's been around pretty much my whole life, really. Uh, but I'm also the youngest in my family. So for me, everything was like hand-me-downs. So okay, yeah. I grew up playing the SNES because my brother had a SNES. So I was mainly playing on his stuff. Um, I think the first sort of machines that were mine was the original PlayStation. And uh, I had a Game Boy as well. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so I had an interest in gaming, which I think led to those sort of being... I think they were probably like birthday presents or or whatever. And then that's kind of where it went from there because I then had my own game, you know, I had my own, Oh, I've got Pokemon and, and whatever else Ridge racer and stuff on the PlayStation. So that sort of became it. I think everyone says this when you're young, you, you can be given the worst game imaginable, but it's the only game you have. Oh yeah. So you make the most out of what you got. Yeah. So you, you absolutely hammer it. So I remember some of my favorite sort of childhood games, they're terrible games, but <laughs> I would absolutely hammer them because it's all I had, you know, or yeah. you'd get demo discs. Do you remember demo oh my discs? God, I do remember demo discs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You still get that now. You used to go to the shop, you'd get a magazine. Get a yeah. You'd have the disc on the front and you'd have, you know, a good chunk, like 10, 15 demos on it. Yeah, there'd be a quite a lot in there. Yeah, I remember. And you'd just, you'd hammer those. They were quite meaty demos back in the day as well. Like a, yeah. a lot of content to say it was just a, you know, three quid magazine or whatever. You definitely don't do that anymore. Like demos are something, I think up to 360 when we were going on to, in 2013, the Xbox One, that's when I stopped actually downloading demos. I don't use them at all anymore. Yeah, I mean, they they kind of don't really exist now because I think some some bigwig worked out that if you let someone play the game and it's rubbish, people won't buy the game. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. So, so you don't really get them now. I think the closest you get is other people playing the game. Like, uh, you know, you've got obviously got big press conferences like E3, Gamescom, stuff like that and and we rely on seeing other people play it and then telling us if it's good rather than us getting to experience it ourselves but yeah demo discs were they were just such a good way of playing a wide range of stuff for cheap so you got an idea of of what was out there yeah i was a bit like you with the hand-me-downs i'm the youngest and my brother is 31 and i'm 25 now (laughs) so i'm a a bit of a baby compared to you, unfortunately, Jay. Everyone <laughs> but, is. Oh, no, I'm sure not everyone. My dad's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was once again given hand-me-downs. Everything I pretty much grew up watching, uh, my mum and dad play PlayStation 1 games. I never had a SNES or I never got to play on the Atari. I wasn't that old. But I was a, a PlayStation 1 gal and that all started just from watching my mum and dad play Resident Evil and Silent Hill. I still say, as random as this is going to sound, the PlayStation 1 still has the best start-up noise ever. <gasps> oh, God. It's the best noise, isn't it? Oh, yeah. the feeling you get when you hear that noise. Yeah, it's, it's I'm going to the... have to cue it. <laughs> get, get it on. <laughs> Stick it on. Um, but, yeah, I, I almost wish that 
because I've got all the latest machines as well. I just want to put that sound on all of them when they start, no <laughs> yeah. matter what it is, PC, PlayStation 5, Xbox, just start with that noise. Oh, it's so good. Did you have the, the little mini PlayStation one or did you have the big blocky one? Both. But I, I did start off with the original big blocky one. I've still got it in my garage. I found it the other day. Oh, nice. But yeah, it was the big blocky. Back then it was the PSX, it was called, rather than oh, PlayStation yes. 1. Um, but I did later on, probably you know, well after the PS2, maybe even the PS3 was out, I did get the little sort of, looks like a little sanded down one. Bit ugly actually, isn't it? The little rounded, tiny one. They just kind of, it's, it's like a little pebble. It's weird. Yeah, um, it is. It's per- perfect pebble. But uh, yeah, so I, so I did have both. They They were great little machines. They were great. Yeah, they were lovely. Um, What games did you play the most on them? So I suppose back in the day, uh, again, I I had probably a million demo discs. But some of of the big games I had, one of my favourites was a little game called Jumping Flash. Do you remember Jumping Flash? I have never heard. No? (laughs) No. I was quite surprised because I always thought no one knows Jumping Flash, but then it it showed up on the, you know, they did the PlayStation Classic a few years back. It's on there as well. You're a big robot rabbit. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And you go, it's like a 3D platformer, really. Yeah. I suppose when it launched, you didn't have 3D platformers. So even though it looked awful, even at the time, it was still, whoa. I'm in this big 3D world, moving around, yeah. <laughs> collecting these big cubes. So I played that one quite a lot. Uh, and then a lot of the stuff I had was probably the more generic stuff, like Ridge Racer, Gran Turismo. Um, oh, that was a good one. The old school top-down Grand Theft Autos. They're fun. Oh, yeah. A lot of, it was back then before I think my parents really noticed games had age ratings on. <laughs> Well, that's something that I grew up the whole way through my life. I think playing 18 games since I was the age of like four, five, and it was never anything that turned me into a serial killer today. I'm also not crazy or like messed up in any way other than how I normally am. (laughs) But I have completely grown up playing GTA San Andreas and all the, even the old school ones under the age of 10, (laughs) which... I think that's different now. I, actually, I don't know if parents control that differently now. Yeah, I mean, that's probably, again, a whole other podcast, isn't it, <laughs> when you start thinking about that. But I think, uh, yeah, I think back then it, it was about, I don't know, I guess my upbringing, don't kill people, it's a game. <laughs> yeah, it's straightforward, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. Don't do this in real life, okay? And you go, okay. Yeah, I suppose it's easier for us uh, in the UK as well because you can you can jump on GTA and there's gun shops. You, you don't have that in Britain, <laughs> so you don't have oh, to really yeah. worry about it, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. You can't just go and buy some C4 and then just start blowing everyone yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think um, I think it was probably the language that worried my parents the most because that is something you could repeat as a child. That is true. See, it was weird, actually. I begged my mum to get me The Punisher on Xbox, the original one. Oh, yeah. Um, And she got it for me off eBay, I think, for like £4. (laughs) Brilliant. So I'm playing an aged 18. I think I was in year four, so I would have been – or year five. So I would have been about nine. And it's funny, she bought me that, and I could happily sit and play that all day, and I'm pretty sure Punisher's walking around going, fuck you, all day. (laughs) But – um, she bought me a single, you know, Wheatus Teenage Dirtbag. Yeah. 
she bought that for me on a single, but she was like, okay, Emma, I have to listen to it first to make sure there's no swearing in it. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a cultural divide though, isn't it? Because there weren't really many games, I suppose, for, for when they grew up, but music's been around obviously for, for a lot longer. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. So I guess she didn't think twice about giving me a very violent video game. <laughs> Yeah, and that's it's also not one of the ones that likely hit the media like Grand Theft Auto, you know. The mm. the tabloids obsess over it even now, Call of Duty, stuff like that. Whereas I suppose The Punisher, oh it's a Marvel comic game, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> she did start me off with so like I have a very beautiful memory. I don't even know how I remember this, being picked up from play school, so I probably was about three years old. And my mum brought me home. She made me a strawberry Nesquik milkshake, a cheese and pickle sandwich, and she sat me down in front of the TV and put Buster Move 2 on. <laughs> okay. And it's like one of the best memories ever. And I have a great love for Buster Move 2 and the noises the little dinosaurs make. Where they're like, bah, bah. <laughs> Amazing. I don't what know if you ever played that. Yeah, yeah. I love the Buster Move games. Um, what, what I've got, a, I suppose, a similar memory going back to, to SNES playing with my brother and Battletoads, one of the most difficult <laughs> games ever, especially at that <laughs> time. And he uh, he stuck me on because you could play it two-player on the jet bike level. I didn't know what was going on. I, I don't know what <laughs> age I would have been, but I was just like happy that I was given a controller, I think. Yeah. <laughs> in hindsight, might not have even been plugged in. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> just a nice memory just playing Battletoads with my brother. So when they re-release, or not re-release, they, they made a new one last year. I loved it. It was just mm. like a nice little hit of nostalgia whilst being a nice modern version as well. Yeah, there's so many I wish. Like Even Buster Move would be nice to have a little remaster. I played a lot of, um, as a kid as well, like on PS1, Toy Story 2, the story game. Yes. You'd go like into the attic and stuff. You could be that... you were in the garage and things and you could get yeah. up on top of the car. Oh, that's a good game. How incredible was that game? I loved that game. That was a good game. I had I had a demo of that. <laughs> oh, did you? So I, I was lucky enough to have the... Well, back then, there was a lot of... My dad used to come home with games, and they were never in cases, but he'd go, here's the game. Oh, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> Off Steve on the market. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd get a lot of uh, full games, but they weren't purchased from GameStation, which is no longer around either. True. We had a lot of those, but... I suppose once I moved on from Toy Story, I'm getting a bit older, I started to join in playing Nightmare Creatures with my dad. Nightmare Creatures on uh, PlayStation. Yeah. It's weird. Th that game keeps coming up. <laughs> I keep talking to people about that really? game. Literally, the past year, I keep having conversations about Nightmare Creatures. It's great It's funny because not a lot of people know that game. No. And I remember it being popular. Well, we used to play it a lot as a family. Yeah. Again, it was... Uh, an old school horror game had a bit of a hack and slash feel, I seem to remember. But yeah, weirdly, pe people I know who even love horror games don't know it. And I'm like, how do you not know Nightmare yeah. Creatures? I thought it was like a classic, like, it's up there for me with Dino Crisis, Resident Evil. Yeah. Nightmare Creatures. I think it's one of the, it's part of the trio. And Silent Hill. I'd, I'd have oh, to throw in Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. Yes, yeah. I do agree. I have that in my list. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> but yeah, Nightmare Creatures was great. It, it's one of those IPs I keep thinking, I wonder if they'll ever remake it. You know, who owns it? Is anyone doing anything with it? It would be, I reckon they could really make something good now. Something really scary, actually, like walking through the streets. 
opening random doors and then there's just monsters. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to necessarily be the same style. With with all the changes in technology, it could be you know a third person game. It could be a top down yeah. game. It, you, they could do quite a lot with that. I think. Oh yeah, they could have so many leads for nightmare creatures. It'd be brilliant. I'd love to see what kind of they could bring new monsters. It could be like a multiplayer. You know, like a Left 4 Dead yeah. had like the um, be the monster, be the person to get to the end. It could be like that, I guess. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You could, could do, do you could do like the four uh, v one style multiplayer as well. Mm. Where one yeah. of you is a monster and, and four of you are trying to stop it. I wonder if anyone else talks about this game because you're like the first person I've said Nightmare Creatures to and they go, I know that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird that no one knows it. I think also that was on a demo disc. Oh, back really? In the day, back in the day. <laughs> I have played the full one, but yeah, the, that was definitely how I first discovered it. Did you play the Resident Evils? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think I've played, um, I've definitely played all the, the numbered ones. Mm-hmm. So sort of zero through to seven eights do what next year this year Uh, year, yeah eight is is due in about 60 something days i've been counting (laughs) but the um spin-off ones i've not really touched even though it turns out as i've discovered sort of last year like code veronica is actually (gasps) like the sequel to two basically and it's brilliant have you not played veronica not played oh, yeah. that one where in my naive youth i always thought oh it's just some spin-off and then yeah. played three and four and didn't play it and then sort of as i learned more about the series at a later date i was like oh <laughs> yeah. absolutely love it jay 100 percent. it's like takes you it's like a perfect amount of a bit graphics upward and the old classic resident evil yeah perfect yeah, I, I do hear good things. I, I'm hoping it's one of the ones that will will end up with a little remake. They keep remaking Ooh, them, of course. Yes. I would love um, them to. Yeah. So if they ever do that, that would be a nice way for me to sort of see that game for the first time, which would be really good. But yeah, I've played yeah. all the Resis. I, I'm a bit hit and miss with Resi. Some of them oh, I really? love. Some of them I think are terrible. <laughs> I'm a massive Resident Evil fan, but. I am also not a big fan of some of the ones. I also have controversial opinions about Resident Evil 4. Yeah, see, I like Resi 4. It's overrated, but I still really like it. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely overrated. I think it, I have a bit of a, an angst towards it because I feel like Resident Evil 4 created the downward spiral that is 5, 6, and then Revelations. It just got worse. But then 7, I really love 7. I loved 7. It to me wasn't Resident Evil. That's the weird thing. <laughs> it's not yeah. very well. In some ways, it's very Resident Evil. You you know, you're in the classic house. You've got weird keys and puzzles, but yeah. then in other ways, it's just not Resident Evil at all. Like you're some random first person goober, and it very tangentially relates to Umbrella at the end and and things. Yeah, just one snippet of Chris. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. By the way, this is a Resi game. <laughs> yeah, just to remind you. Yeah, no, I feel the same way about that. Moving swiftly on for Resident Evil, because we'll be here all day, Jay. <laughs> uh, did you play Crash Bandicoot and Spyro? Yes, I'm, I'm more of a Spyro fan than a Crash Oh, fan. wow. Okay, that's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I do like them both. Um, I think the issue I always had with Crash is the camera. Oh, really? Yeah, the, even as a kid, because like sometimes you're running towards the screen, so you don't really know what you're dodging, and it felt a bit 
I don't know, like you, you were trapped by the camera. Oh, see, I enjoyed that on some of the levels. Are you talking about the one with the big boulder? And it's like, dun, 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 yeah, and that's, like yeah, that's an example. Yeah, because the boulder's rolling towards you, isn't it? And you're you're running towards the camera. Whereas Spyro was like a big open world that you could sort of run around how you wanted. I oh, prefer that. So cute as well. Spyro. I love dragons. Dragons oh. are wicked. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do really like Spyro. I liked the concept as well because, like in Crash, you could get the the mask, ooga booga, and then ooga booga, yeah. you could take an extra hit. But Spyro, you could almost you had the Firefly that you could slowly level up, and that would yeah. almost act as a health bar. So it felt a bit more there was slightly more to it, I suppose. By yeah, I, yeah. I like both. I like both. But I suppose you're right with the open world thing. I did used to love literally running around headbutting sheep. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, I think I think you had more variety in the sense that you had the charge, but also the fire, and some stuff was immune to the fire, some stuff was immune to the charge, or you'd have to do a combo, so it felt, yeah, it had a little bit more depth to it, I suppose. Yeah, I actually followed the story with Spyro as well, and I feel like although Crash had a, a storyline, I, I just felt like I was doing individual missions. I never felt like I was following a proper actual story. Yeah, that's what I couldn't tell you really what happens. <laughs> crash, uh, yeah. and there's Cortex. That's Crash, isn't it? Cortex. I think yeah. it's the man with the thing, yeah. But I can do a really good Crash um, falling sound. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. I'm braced. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was now now do your version. I've heard the yeah. authentic video game <laughs> clip there. Let, let's hear your one. It was that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I couldn't follow like a story with Crash. It was good though. Like I do get really good memories. I didn't play when they remastered it because I felt like it had its time. Yeah. Yeah. Remasters are a, a, a tricky balance, I think. Yeah. I think they're brilliant when you've not played the original. <laughs> yeah, true. Because it is literally exactly the same, just a beefed up graphics version really isn't it so yeah yeah so i, I think I, I had a similar conversation recently because there's the mass effect remaster coming out soon mm. i adore mass effect like that trilogy is one of my favorite series ever like easily in my top 10 wow so i never played it i'd been recommended loads of times but didn't play it because at the time it was fallout for me yeah, that's fair. But the remaster, I don't think I will go near because I almost don't want to touch my memories of Mass Effect because I love yeah. Mass Effect. So why why risk playing it and going, oh, this didn't work very well, did it? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, there's nothing worse. Yeah. And thinking, oh, God, why did I even like this? <laughs> yeah, so, so with a, a lot of the remasters, I've enjoyed things like Shadow of the Colossus. I loved, I, I recently played Demon's Souls on PS5, which is a, the, the quality of those, sort of, they're more arguably remakes than remasters. Mm -hmm. But then other games, I never bothered with the Spyro trilogy or the Crash trilogy because I've no. kind of done it and, and I don't want to ruin those memories. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I personally, I try. I picked up Crash on the PlayStation 4. Luckily, I didn't buy it. I played it probably for about 10 minutes in one mission. I was like, this is not what it used to be. <laughs> I can't continue. Yeah, Going back to the PS1 then, did you ever play Croc? I didn't play Croc, no. Oh, I don't think I've heard of Croc. No? It's no. A, it's, a three, it's a bit like Spyro, but you're a little crocodile, a little baby crocodile. 
Oh, is it cute or is yeah, it like it's, angry? No, it's, it's it's kind of cartoony, similar sort of that sort of style. You know, the mascot yeah. platformer style. Croc was a brilliant three D sort of platformer back in the day, and it's another one of those IPs that I always think, why is no one doing anything with that? Yeah, I would. I'll have to have a, a little look see at that because I've never even heard of Croc, or I probably might if I once I see it. But yeah, yeah, Croc's great, and then uh, of course Rayman. That was a big one. My my mum and my dad used to play a lot of like Rayman and platformers and stuff. They used to enjoy them together. Yeah, yeah. What what sort of stuff did you like then, other than the the Resis and the GTAs? Um, so I was like Siphon Filter. Oh yes. How good was that? Was he Gabe Logan? Am I remembering that right? I can't remember the names now. Oh yeah. god. Siphon Filter again. Another one of those franchises that you think where where is that now? That that would make a really good game. Um, even an online multiplayer game that would be an absolute beautiful like all of the the settings like that little house one with the maze and like the music oh god i seem to remember i was blown away at the time that you could like shoot out the lights <laughs> yes oh my god yes that's all we me and my sister used to play siphon filter together all the time we just used to one beat on each other and we could do it for hours on yeah. end every time in that maze one shooting out the lights <laughs> so and good. then you'd be like i'm hidden now yeah, you can't see me. <laughs> Even though there's this big blocky dude going along. Yeah, but it was so good. That is yeah. definitely something that I think would need to be done today. But yeah, I played a lot of Siphon Filter, um, a lot of Tekken. Tekken, um, yeah, Tekken's good. I, I still say Tekken peaked at Tekken 3. Tekken um, Tag Tournament was probably my favourite one. Yeah, with with uh, that, that's when they, I think they introduced Tekken Bowl Mode, wasn't it? Where you could do the bowling. It was awesome. I fucking loved picking Jack or like... Um, Brian. Brian. Oh my God, yes. Brian was an awesome legend at bowling because you could get that power. It was so good. Yeah, that they were fun games. I, I think fighters are just too complicated these days for my, my old man brain. Yeah, I do agree. I mean, they used to be hard anyway, I think, because <laughs> you didn't have the analog. You always used the D-pad, didn't you, really, to perform combos and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still... I think I still prefer using a D-pad with fighting games. Um, it's one of the rare instances I prefer the PlayStation pad because of where the D-pad is. Uh, if I'm yeah. playing a fighting game, I do prefer it with that pad, whereas on Xbox, my thumb is more drawn to the analog stick on the left, so I- I'm rubbish at them with that. I did like Tekken, though. It was a fun time. It used to be uh, we used to play winner versus the next person all the time in my family, and it would always be like, passing it around me my brother my sister my dad and my mum <laughs> it was a good time though yeah but i say i didn't like um platformers but i did like this one abe's odyssey Oddworld. yes yes i love the abe games how amazing and i did actually buy the remaster yeah. when it came out a few years ago and i played the shit out of that game me too <laughs> i yeah. think that was one of those ones where when i was younger i enjoyed it but mm-hmm. it's actually quite a tough game Oh, yeah, it's actually quite hard. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think I really appreciated it as a kid, although I've got fond memories. I definitely didn't, you know, finish it or anything like that when, when I was younger. So, yeah, that was one of those remasters I was quite happy to hop on and, and actually go, right, I'm going to play this and I'm yeah, going to finish I, it. I don't think I actually completed it, but there was nothing better than hearing that. Hello. Yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. Follow me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just such a that's one of them things when i actually look back that's like a feeling for me i loved abe 
He was so yeah. cute. He was ugly. Again, that's probably one of the... I'm, I'm probably mistaken, but I think it's probably one of the first games where you had voices. Really? Like, in, in the sense that you'd be quoting it around the playground and things, because a lot of stuff was just text. Um, you had things like, I love Tomb Raider, and Tomb Raider was, was voiced and things as well. But <laughs> as a kid, you'd just be going, hello. Yeah. yeah, crouching down really weird. You know how he sits down? Yeah. <laughs> Doing rolls. Yeah, but you didn't really have many games back then that had voice acting. Love to be a voice actor. I think I've got it. Wow. Follow me. That's all you need. Just those two. <laughs> Hired instantly. Yeah. We need her. Yeah, we're, we're making a new crash and we're struggling to make the noise when he falls. Yeah. <laughs> we need someone. Stat. Oh, it's me. I'm. My moment has arrived. My calling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you play the old Spider-Mans? Yeah, I think I've played almost every Spider-Man game they've ever made. Nice. Um, the very original one was, uh, well, I put if we're talking PlayStation 1, was where you you had like weird fog so you couldn't get down to the street, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, and it was literally like skyscrapers with lights on, but they yeah. were like blocks and you would shoot your web up into nothing and yeah. then like You'd swing. Be <laughs> swinging off imaginary helicopters yeah. and clouds and stuff. But then Spider-Man 2, where they tied it into the movie, was amazing. Oh, wow. Is that on the PS2, that one? Oh, probably, hindsight yeah probably was it was glorious i probably spent like so many hours of my life playing spider-man 2 on playstation 2 yeah because that it was massive there was so much to do Mm -hmm. it followed the movie storyline so that was pretty good at the time yeah and you had i think again it's probably one of the first times you saw new york and you can just move around it, and his swinging mm-hmm. worked properly, and you could climb all the way up to the the peak of the Empire State Building, and then jump off, and it was it was great. It was incredible, wasn't it? Then I think the swinging as well, which recently I just only purchased the the newest Spider Man for the PlayStation Four, yeah, not um the Morales one, the DLCs. I've not got there yet, but the newer one, yeah. Um, and I had been struggling for a long time to find something that made me feel satisfied when I would web sling, like in Spider-Man 2. But they achieved that in the new one for me. I got Definitely. hooked and I could not put it down for hours. I was like, this is incredible. I feel like I'm 10 years old again. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep saying that the, the Spider-Man they made for PS4 is secretly Spider-Man 2 2. Yes, it is. <laughs> I got exactly the same feeling I got from playing Spider-Man 2 like I did on the new one. Yeah, because uh, after Spider-Man 2, back in on the PS2, you had a few good ones. You had um, Ultimate Spider-Man, where you could yeah. play as Venom. That was quite that, fun. That was good. That was the cartoonier one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But then the movie tie-ins after that were all a bit naff. They were, they were just pretty pretty bland. Mm-hmm. And then they also sort of embraced the multiverse stuff. So you had, you had, was it Shattered Dimensions, where one of the rounds was Spider-Man Noir and one of them was Spider-Man 2099 and all that. Yeah, so it all sort of went downhill after Spider-Man 2. And then Spider-Man came along, made by Insomniac, who were brilliant anyway. And it was wicked. <laughs> it was it. awesome, wasn't it? It was just like that classic feel. It wasn't like too realistic. It was like the Spider-Verse. You would swing around and then out of nowhere, there's just big attacks going on. You're like, who the hell is this? It was perfect for me. I loved every second of it. 
Yeah, it's it's one of those weird things where even though the, if you think about it, the gameplay on the new Spider-Man is here's ten things you have to go collect. Here's another ten things you have to go yeah. collect. But it's so fun collecting them <laughs> just because you're swinging around and it's brilliant. I know, I was upset. Like someone was like, "Oh no, you've unlocked fast travel." I was like, "Who the fuck would ever want to fast travel in this game? Yeah. It's the best thing to go from one point to the other and do it all yourself. It's just so satisfying. You never get to point A to B, like from point A to B, because you always get." To- 10,000 things before you got to get there. Yeah, that's it. I'm not sure I ever even used fast travel. And I, no, and I, I, I would never. And I did most of that game. I don't think I quite 100%ed it, but I got pretty close. I think I got to something daft like 99.5%. <laughs> and the last few things I just thought, you know what? I think I'm done with this. <laughs> just put it down. I'm about halfway through Miles Morales. So I've still oh, got right. that How's that? Work. Is that good? Yeah, it's good. It, it's um, in some ways, it's more of the same. I think everyone knew that going in, but you know, it's well written, good characters. He has a slightly different skill set than Peter, so yeah. that makes it a bit more interesting, um, especially with combat and things. But yeah, it's good it, if you like that Spider Man, you'll like this one when you get round to it. Oh, nice! I'll definitely get the DLC because I already was like, I'd need more. So. I'll definitely get it. That's good. Yeah, it's good. It's worth getting. I'm going to be surprised if you did play this game. This is another PS1 game that I thought was brilliant and also could be great today. It was Tenchu 2, The Birth of the Stealth Assassin. Do you have access to my Discord? Because I literally spoke about Tenchu this morning. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just We just obviously share a common thing. Tenchu is one that I was expecting to come back um, when Mm -hmm. Sekiro was first teased by FromSoft. Yeah. Um, Tenchu was excellent. Oh, God, weren't it brilliant? Like, for the time, you didn't get any... There was no, like, samurai, assassin-y situations going on. So to get Tenchu was... Oh, it was just perfect. Yeah, it was quite... Again, quite a novel concept, I think, that you could lay out sort of a trap and lure people into it and sort of keep your distance and things. You, you didn't really have many games like that. You, you had things like Metal Gear Solid doing stealth stuff, but it was still guns and, and stuff. So to have Tenchu. Um, oh, so good. Yeah, that was that was a classic series. It also had a secret two-player mode. Did it? I never yeah. knew about this secret yeah. two-player mode. There was a, I think it was like almost a cheat code you could put in and it would spawn a second player and you could both share the screen and, and do two-player stuff. Oh, wow. It was I never knew that. That was fun. <laughs> I also liked the sound effects and the like the music that went with Tenchu. Yeah, I remember it being good. I, I probably couldn't remember any of it now. But yeah, I remember really liking the the sort of atmosphere in general because it hadn't really well, I hadn't really seen that in other games. But yeah, that that was a good series. That's another one, like you say, that should really make a comeback. Oh, that that'd be brilliant! Now I've not played the newer Sekiro. S- yeah, Sekiro, which was Sekiro. There we go. It, it's that's one of FromSoft's what you would call a Soulsborne game. So it's it's like Dark Souls, but you're a samurai, basically. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's one of those ultra hard. You you level up and and things like that. Um, game. So I, it, it's not one I've played yet, even though I'm a fan of that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like it won all the Game of the Year awards. I think the year it came out. I did see a lot of awards it won. But yeah, th- there's a weird 
kind of gap at the moment with stealth games. Like we've we've mentioned their siphon filter, we've mentioned Tenchu, Metal Gear Solid's gone. We haven't seen Splinter, Splinter Cell, Cell yeah, in, in yeah. too long. Where are all the stealth games? Well, they're all died out. I, when you think about all the games now, are kids going to be interested in playing Splinter Cell and things like that when they've got Fortnite Battle Royale, Battle Pass, dancing to get done? I don't care about kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about us adults? <laughs> I want Splinter Cell back. Give me Splinter Cell back. I think that, you know, partially it's a big issue because when they think about making games, they think about the sales and they're not going to make a game if they're not going to sell well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you are right, to be fair. They're they're kind of a slower paced, uh, less, I don't know, you can't really, they're not flashy, are they? You can't go no. boom, 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 quick cut trailers and stuff because it's, it's a lot more procedural. But then again, you know, like the Hitman games do really well. Uh, and they're, I suppose, not far from that. Yeah, that's true. Hitman has done really well. I did used to play the old ones on the original Xbox, but I did fade out of Hitman. That is a game that I don't play at all anymore, nor think about, really. Yeah, see, the, the old ones were brilliant, like you say. They definitely lost their way until this sort of latest trilogy, which is very much the modern version of the original Hitman games. Um, A lot more, here's an open space, your target's over there, have at it, which is quite fun. Yeah, I did like the older ones. My favourite mission was the, I think it was like the one with the meat packing plant and you kill that big fat man at the top. Yeah, I remember that one. I can't remember which one it was in. Yeah, one of the ones that really clicked for me, again, I can't remember which of the games it was, but you had to break into effectively a hotel and one of the guests was your target. And... I remember you could like hide your gun in a box of roses, but then if you went through the main entrance, they had metal detectors. So you had to work out how to sneak it in. And yeah, oh, just yeah. really fun, really clever games back in the day. And, and like I say, the new ones definitely are the modernization of those original ideas. Oh, I'll have to have a little look at the newer ones then because I haven't played a Hitman for a long time. Yeah, they, they are. They're, they're a really good trilogy. The latest one, I've not played it, but but one of the levels is basically a Poirot level. So you've, oh, really? got, um, you've got this mansion, your target is in the mansion, but upon your arrival, it's discovered that there's been a crime. So you can disguise yourself as the detective and solve oh. that crime, even though it's nothing to do with your actual objective, apparently. How funny. Just get yeah. completely sidetracked. Yeah, so you Sorry. just end up doing all this random stuff and going, oh, yeah, I'm here to kill them, by the way. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really fun. I yeah. need to play them. Do you have any honourable mentions uh, for PlayStation 1 that you would like to mention? Honourable mentions for PlayStation 1. So a game that probably no one has ever heard of, which I actually, again, found the other day because I, I was digging out our N64 because I wanted to know if it worked on my TV. Mm. It doesn't, but oh. <laughs> in the box, I found Rapid Reload. That sounds very familiar, but please for familiarise me with it more. It's basically just a side-scrolling shooting game, um, but it was quite unique in the sense that the sort of range of weapons was quite interesting and you had quite a few layers to the levels, so you could you could tackle enemies in different ways. That was just a really fun game. Again, probably terrible, but it was the only game I had for a period, so I hammered it. But yeah, that's that's a really fun game. And then similarly named the old Loaded games which were like okay. a top-down shooter. You had yeah. loaded and reloaded. So it's, it was almost top-down doom. You, you'd 
go around and you'd have to get a key card to enter the next door so you'd go exploring and shooting people oh, and yeah. stuff. They, they were fun. That sounds a bit like the old 007 games. Yeah, yeah, similar. Yeah, similar. I have to, my honourable mention has to be Mortal Kombat, but that leads on to later, and Medal of Honor, the original one. Um, You know, when it did you ever play the original Medal of Honor? Yeah, yeah, I think I... I always liked the medal of honor games um the first couple at least because they were they were pretty good on on playstation oh they were brilliant the start up to medal of honor you know when it's the dreamworks it's the little boy with the fishing thing on the moon that whenever i see that on a movie like anywhere the first thing i think of is medal of honor (laughs) fair enough yeah i can't think of it from anything else so yeah medal of honor definitely and um mortal kombat i definitely have to mention mortal kombat back where they uh they had photos of the people yeah and they were like real people looking as well yeah because i remember i think it was playstation one where i had the mortal kombat trilogy so you had all the first three games on in one box which was brilliant oh i do have to say my I think, although I played a lot on PlayStation 1 and there's a lot of feels, I think where I really realised that gaming was something I would be doing for the rest of my life was when I had a PlayStation 2. That was like the time because you had San Andreas, well, Vice City. Oh my God, the hours I spent on Vice City. San Andreas, um, just when the GTA started coming out. But then it led from there. Oh my God, I could list so many. Def Jam, Time Splitters 2. Oh my God, Prince of Persia's. Like, we could go forever, yeah. Jay. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think for me, I had, like I say, probably first in terms of my own machines was the PlayStation 1 and the Game Boy. But mm-hmm. then when the PS2 came around, it was almost delivering on everything I wanted. Yeah. Because on the PlayStation, you had Driver. Do you remember Driver? Yeah, I remember Driver, yeah. That at the time was us going, this is as close as 3D GTA will ever have. It's yes. great. But then obviously they went and made GTA 3, and it was like, oh, my God, Driver's terrible. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah, nothing in comparison when the third GTA came out. Yeah, because you could then just do so much. And, and yeah, San Andreas was pro- it probably still is my favourite GTA game. I love San Andreas, just listening to K-Rose all the time. Oh, it's just like all the the silly little Easter eggs and, oh, it was just such a good game. But then, like you say, I think the PS2 is almost them delivering on the promise of what gaming would become. Because PS1, even at the time, you had it running on your CRT and it was a bit blurry and... Nothing really looked crisp, but, you know, at the time it was amazing. No. And then PS2 kind of was where they put the polish on. They just polished everything up. And for the time, didn't it all look beautiful? Like, I remember uh, my brother bringing home San Andreas, sticking it in, putting it on the big telly in the in the living room for everyone to see. And me and my dad are like, wow, look at the graphics. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, it'll never get better than this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And look at today. I think... We've kind of hit like a a point where graphics, you know, they can only get so good. We haven't got anything to make them look any better now. I don't. How? Where can we go from here? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. I think we always say this as gamers. We always think we've peaked, but then the next thing comes along, and you realise, oh, that other thing actually looks terrible now. But I think the key now, for lack of a better term, is stuff. 
Not enough mm. games just have stuff around. Like you mentioned Fallout, you know, as you're exploring, it's almost like the same ground texture and the same rock textures and things. Yeah. There's not just stuff. Like if you walk around in the real world, there's, oh, there's a weird little plant there and there's some rubbish that someone's left and there's a brick missing from that wall. You know, it's, it's now taking the spaces we've already got and just chucking loads of stuff at them. Yeah fine-tuning it to make it more real yes and that's something uh last of us 2 is probably the prettiest game i've ever played still in terms of realism in, in graphics yeah and there's just stuff everywhere like you you'll just walk you you could frame a shot of that game and there's just things going on there's there's either enemies or there's like some a bin falling over and stuff everywhere and weeds coming through and it's one of the few games that i look at and go yeah they're, they're filling this world now we've got the yeah. size of the worlds now it's time to start filling them so yeah i always say the technical term of stuff stuff yeah. yeah that is it can be expanded upon <laughs> but i agree yeah i suppose that's where we'll be heading next We've got the base, let's fill it in and fine-tune it. Yeah, but these days I'm, I'm probably more attracted to a lot of the indie games. Well, there's a bunch of games that from PlayStation 2 I wish were, like now could be great indie games. Like Time Splitters 2, I think, would yeah. be amazing now. Yeah, made by uh, Free Radical. My uh, Believe it or not, my wife's cousin used to work there before they closed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so they've shut down completely now? Yeah, they closed down. I think Time Splitters is still doing something um i can't remember what i think someone still owns that ip so there is a time splitters game or remaster or something in the works i think i would love for that because i spent a lot of time playing infected on time splitters too yeah oh it was brilliant and um i don't know if you played freedom fires yes ever oh that game was absolutely incredible and there's nothing like that today that I know of. No, there's a lot of games I think back on. And, and as we've mentioned with a few of the ones we've discussed, I just wonder why isn't anyone doing anything yeah. with it? It's like, um, do you remember Crimson Skies? No. That was, uh, I think that was original Xbox. And it was all like steampunky biplane combat type stuff. They should just take Flight Sim and just reskin it to look like that. <laughs> so you can just yeah. play a really modern Crimson Skies. Yeah, you just want to shake a developer and go, just fucking do it. We need yeah. a new Warriors, which yeah. is a game I would absolutely love. I played the shit out of the Warriors to have a remaster. I'd play the remaster of a Warriors game. Yeah, That's that was one Rockstar I would as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that, oh, that was incredible. I And I loved the movie, so it was really good to be able to play as the characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a weird amount of old school just one-off games like that, isn't there? Like, mm-hmm. it never went anywhere, and you think, why? Why Why haven't we seen this again? Uh, on Mortal Kombat, my favourite one of all time was Deception because of the Conquest mode. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if they ever actually did another Conquest mode like they did for that one, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was actually the whole reason I played it so much was because of that story mode. Yeah, I'm not really sure because the, the newer ones certainly have a, a really good story mode um, where you almost jump from character to character as the story sort of evolves. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if they've done anything 
like Conquest. Yeah, I'm not too clued in on those. It was pretty much just like uh, you were a little kid called Shinjinko, I think his name was, and you were in this village. And then you go around and you go to Bo Rai Cho and he teaches you how to do manoeuvres. And then you'd go to like different, you get to go to all the realms. So it was pretty, pretty much like an open world Mortal Kombat game. And you would go into each realm and then you'd fight Melina to beat Baraka and then go back to Earth, wherever you were from. And it was brilliant. And it like progressed as much as you wanted it to because you could go and run around the Never Realm and then come back and then do whatever you wanted to do. And it was really good. Yeah, see, I think the newer ones are more the first three fights you play as Johnny Cage and, and you progress the story up until you then take over Sub-Zero and you play his bit of the story and things like that. So it's a bit more, I suppose, linear than, than yeah. open world. Oh, yeah, no, I uh, I haven't played the most recent one. I did play X. Well, it's 10, isn't it? Yeah, I think they officially call it X, even though it's also the 10th one. It's weird. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Was you more of a PlayStation 2 or an Xbox kind of person? PlayStation, yeah. Uh, uh, these days, I'm definitely more of an Xbox guy, um, just because I like the infrastructure with, with like the way you can play all your old games and Game mm-hmm. Pass and things like that. But growing up, it was probably around PS3 and 360 where things sort of shifted more towards xbox for me playstation 1 and playstation 2 probably still my favorite consoles of all time oh that's nice i would have to say my favorite console of all time has been my xbox 360 where i spent almost all my youth (laughs) yeah see that my youth was ps1 ps2 (laughs) I, i mean i played so much of the original ones that get me feeling good playstation 1 playstation 2 i spent yeah. hours on there but the one that i think where it was like well i could start communicating with people for xbox live parties and stuff like that was when i got my 360 for my birthday in 2008 and i got mirror's edge and halo 3 and oh my god i was off Ah, oh, it was the best time ever yeah see i think i only because even though I had like the original Xbox and things fairly early on, the 360 I didn't get straight away. Um, mm-hmm. But I got the PS3, which you know came out a bit later. Uh, I was actually working at Game at the time, I think. Oh, um, nice! And then I was really disappointed with the PS3, um, so yeah. I ended up getting the 360 because I, I knew a few people that were playing things on there. Um. And then sort of since then, I definitely shifted more towards Xbox. Mm -hmm. Um, I just kind of like how they do stuff in general. I've got the Series X now, and all my games are just there, and I can just play whatever, and they all get sort of modern enhancements and and things. So I've got um, like Knights of the Old Republic from the original Xbox installed. Oh, nice. It has like auto HDR and things like that. So it almost doesn't feel as old as it is which yeah. is a nice way to revisit some of these games almost like the rose tinted lenses approach so I, I do agree with you there i even like to the the interface of xbox i well 360 i loved the interface the little slidey shoo, shoo, the blades on the homepage yes oh i love them and even now you know even though it's like microsofty like windows it's still simple and i guess playstations have always kept the same Ah, like that <laughs> relaxing situation on their side. But I've always, since Xbox 360 and that was introduced into my life, that was it after then. 
I had a PlayStation 3, which I only ever used if I ran out of Xbox Live Gold <laughs> because <laughs> it was enough. free. Yeah. 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 So I had a few Call of Duty games for backup in case I didn't have any money for Xbox Gold, whatever it was. But yeah, 360 was where it was at. Like there was so much. It was yeah. the start of a new era, really, wasn't it, with multiplayer and stuff? Yeah, it, it was also around the time where I think the consoles had less difference in terms of games. Mm-hmm. So it did lean more on terms of what is the actual machine giving you, you know, like yeah. Xbox Live or, you know, whatever, subs- you know, Game Pass these days and things. Because if you look at the library on PS2, PS1, N64, original Xbox, every year you just had tons of exclusives like you couldn't get a lot of the playstation games anywhere else whereas yeah, in the case, you get about five a year from each <laughs> you know it's it's not the difference it used to be no it's definitely changed did you have any like feeling experiences with your 360 um i think it was the the step towards just HD gaming was a, was a big one because i went from having that little blocky crt tv to getting like my first HD TV uh, and having, you know, these amazingly crisp graphics, even if, you Mm. know, even if the game's stylized and doesn't look the most realistic, it was crisp. Um, And it was around that time when I was finally convinced by online gaming on console because I was a bit, because I was a PC gamer as well. I always thought, well, I'll just play on PC if I want to play online. (laughs) I don't see the point in paying a subscription and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I'm still a bit like that now. I don't think we should have to pay for it on console. But it kind of clicked because, like you say, you could you know, jump online, few mates in a party, jump on Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter or Gears of War. and Oh, wow, Ghost Recon. Yeah, oh. they were Graw, Graw and Graw 2. Oh, they were some great times. <laughs> yeah, and then, you, like you say, it was it, it was the first step into what gaming is now. There's, there's not yeah. been a huge leap since then. Um, well, no. You know, relatively speaking. Um, but, yeah, that, that was kind of when I was convinced to go, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Fine. I'll this is do how it. it's going to be now. Yeah. I think it was a great time as well for so many different styles came out. I think once we got the 360 and the PS3, it was like your standard shooters were different in graphics terms. It's like we got Borderlands, and I think that was very different different style of shooter and we got loads of different styles of things. They might be the same, but they were like different. So I think it like opened up so many avenues for gaming and their styles and how to create them a part of me feels like now it's out of hand if you were to go onto game pass now and look at there's probably hundreds of games on game pass and you probably only familiarized with about 20 of them the rest who even knows what the rest (laughs) is on there yeah it it was the dawn of genres sort of clashing like like you Mm -hmm. say you, you had borderlands which was first person but an rpg you know yeah you you had some sort of racing game where you started modding stuff and and doing things that you'd not seen before. You you had that a little bit with old Need for Speeds on you know PlayStation and things like that. But 360s where everything started merging uh, and mm-hmm. there were no sort of just that's a shooter, that's a platformer, that's this. You, you, it really started all these weird hybrids and, and when the indie games really started taking off as well, cause they suddenly had a platform to release on and, and to things. be on. Yeah. 
So I never had, um, like you were a PC online. The only time I had a PC online moment was when I had a very, very bad addiction to RuneScape. Okay. I remember RuneScape. Oh, I spent a long time on RuneScape. I loved it. I had several different accounts. Some were just for like attacking, some were to going in the wieldy. Like I was addicted. <laughs> With the bots to do the mining. Oh, oh yeah. And I loved the grind. I'm, I've still played it occasionally, even today, but nothing will ever beat the time 2006 RuneScape original for me. And that was the only really experience of the online going through pc because i didn't we only had like a box family desktop pc we didn't have anything that was good <laughs> yeah the, the nature of me being in it because uh, i always did it at, at gcse and a level and stuff as well means i was quite fortunate that my parents kind of invested in that so my pc was pretty yeah. good um so i remember counter-strike was a huge one for me uh, when that first came out up until about 1.5 uh, it's one of the few games where I actually know version numbers because um, <laughs> I just played it to death. And then it, that yeah. sort of led into the Battlefield games because that was like obviously bigger scale. Um, and then eventually one, one of my saviors through certainly the early year of university was Guild Wars because it was an MMO, but it didn't require a subscription. You just bought the game once. So it was a nice social way of playing a game, didn't require a sub, and it was massive because it you know, it was a big MMO. Um, yeah. I never even touched Guild Wars 2, but the first one I played a lot, probably up until I, I sort of got a 360 probably. That was probably my go-to game for a long time. Oh, nice. See, I've never played any of them. I'm jealous that you had the access to that because it was... I did, to be fair, the only things that my computer could run was RuneScape and Command and Conquer on disc. <laughs> yeah, Command and Conquer, that's another great series. That was though. a brilliant one, yeah. I weirdly first got into Command and Conquer thanks to the PlayStation 1. Oh, really? Which is the wrong place to play Command and Conquer. <laughs> yeah. but I loved it. No, it was brilliant. And Sims, actually, to be fair, when Sims came out on PlayStation 2, I think it was it on PS2 first, and then it went to PC? Uh, I, I don't know. I never really got into the Sims games. Is there any like sounds that you could hear from old video games that would trigger you, but in a good way today? That's an interesting question. I mean, uh, the startup noise again, PlayStation yeah. startup <laughs> noise is is a godlike noise. If you ask oh. me, um, th- there's things like the original Metal Gear Solid. I actually had the you know the plong alert noise oh, yeah. as my text noise for. Well, probably up until last year, as well as the codec <laughs> ringing noise and things like that. Bling, 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 yeah. bling. Um, I, I actually had those as my phone noises. They're, they're probably, to me, the most iconic noises. They are some good noises. I used to have, my ringtone used to be just literally, you know when he dies and they go, snake, yeah. snake, snake. <laughs> that used to be my ringtone on my Sony Xperia Z1. <laughs> That's good. That's good. There were some good ones. I, for me, have to say the song from Mirror's Edge, I'm still alive. That one. Yeah, oh, I remember Mirror's Edge. Make, makes yeah. me feel good. And Moonlight Sonata from Resident Evil. And pretty much any sound okay. effect yeah. from Resident Evil. The run-in noises, the zombies, the sounds of the bullets hitting the floor. It's just, yeah, loved it. I think um, 
360 or so brought us the age of uh, iconic video game adverts as well. Do you remember Gears of War and how it used Mad World? No. No, that's so so basically up until then video game adverts were usually just some dude going play the latest game with eight frames and this and that and all these hd graphics whereas gears of war came along and used just an instrumental version of mad world as they were just shooting downloads of stuff in a really gory way and then that sort of led into like assassin's creed used massive attack uh, the same tune that's the theme tune for house in their first trailer and and now all trailers are like that it's it's some iconic mm. piece of music over some incredibly violent act yes which i think is good now though because you associate sounds with games and for me that feels good like i associate fat joe good low good low <laughs> good low with need for speed underground too yeah yeah and it became such a big deal with gears of war that they used that tune during a particular scene in gears of war 3 so it actually kicked in at one point and you're just like oh, what's going on yeah. <laughs> sort of thing because it it called back to a trailer like not even the first game but the trailer for the yeah. first game i can imagine that moment everyone would be like what's about to happen yeah, it just kicks off and you're like oh my god yeah what the hell have you got any honorable re- mentions for the playstation 2 or anywhere if you feel where you want to highlight no, I think when it came to PS2, I was probably into a, a lot more of the the mainstream games at that point. I don't, there's a few random games that stood out, like um, I kind of stumbled across Beyond Good and Evil before I okay. really knew what it was, and now they're sort of ever making the second one. Um that one, I think I got it in like a, you know, when you used to go to game and there'd be like a three for two on pre-owned games. I think I grabbed it then, didn't know what it was and just banged it on once and it was amazing. And I I think it's one of those few, few and far between games where I actually ended up 100%ing it because I thought it was brilliant. Um, so that, that one always stands out as a, a classic PS2 game. Solid. Um, and a, a really random one that comes to mind is called Alter Echo. So it was a weird game where the, the name is because there was this substance called Echo and your character could alter it to change its form. So it was a bit of a, a puzzle, uh, puzzle combat game. Um, and again, I think I just got it in a random selection of pre-owned games, stuck it on and went, this is brilliant. <laughs> and yeah. No one's ever heard of it. And, and I really enjoyed it. That's like, I had a lot of them moments where I'd be given £20 or I had some birthday money and I would go into game or game station and they'd always do like four for £10 on pre-owned games or something like that. And I remember picking up Psychonauts, the first one, and I know they're actually doing a new one. They are, yeah. Um, yeah, but the original one, I, it was always the one I left. I was like, oh, I'm not playing that game. It looks stupid. But then when I actually put it on, I was like addicted. Yeah, <laughs> it, I, I'm... I'm still not sold on the the character design in those games, but they're so crazy that they're definitely worth a playthrough. Oh, yeah. I do remember always thinking, like, what the hell was going on? But I thoroughly enjoyed it once I actually let myself enjoy it. So from the same guy, but I think it was a bit later, I think it was a 360 game, Brutal Legend. Uh, is that with the, the guy, like the rock star looking Jack man? Jack Black. Yeah, it's good. 
That's a great game. Oh, that reminds me of another game. There used to be, I can't remember what it's called now, but there used to be a game where they, you were in a shopping mall and then out of nowhere, someone's just like shooting. And oh, it sounds a bit deep actually now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was called, but there was like, you'd have a big fight at the shopping mall and like shoot loads of people. I can't remember what it was. I'm just off topic. <laughs> I'll figure it out. State of emergency? It might have been State of emergency. Was, that was an old Rockstar game that was just a big shooting game where you had different levels and it was i think you just had to get a big high score on it possibly it might have been that one you know I think yes 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 <laughs> i googled yep because the front is this the fire with the man with the red hat yeah, yeah. yep that i think that was the exact game i'm talking about yeah it is oh yes there's a picture of someone shooting in a mall yeah <laughs> that's the one well done jay <laughs> i tell you another classic that for some reason that's just reminded me of and it might actually be the original playstation roscoe mcqueen Never heard of it. <laughs> you were a you were a firefighter, and you were working your way through a burning skyscraper, I guess, and then you just had to keep like topping up your tank and putting out fires and getting through the levels. That was quite fun. Did you ever play Tagged? Uh, no, I don't think I know that one. I think it was called Getting Up. No. Ah, oh, well, there was this <laughs> game, and it was like a graffiti story game, and you would go around in graffiti places, and but you had to run away. It was probably. A, really stupid and it wouldn't do well as a game today but <laughs> at the time i actually really enjoyed it you used to fight like random mobsters but then go graffiti somewhere else yeah. it was really fun i've just looked it up i do recognize the cover uh, yeah I, I do recognize that but i've never played it i think i always saw it on the shelf and and thought oh that looks interesting and then eh. never got it never got it i uh, spent a lot of time on 50 percent bulletproof <laughs> yeah isn't i suppose everyone's <laughs> cup of tea yeah you're like yep but i went through a it's a side story but as a young child i went through what i call a gangster phase and i would wear do rags and flat caps and baggy jeans and jerseys and i loved 50 cent like to the point of obsession and i would print out pictures from google images on my mum's work computer and stick them in my bedroom so when that game came out <laughs> I was like, yes, I got it for my birthday. It was £20 from Game Station. And it was brilliant because you could listen to all of his music whilst playing the game. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's <laughs> probably brutal legend for me because that's more rock and metal and stuff. So that's probably your brutal legend. Yeah, I definitely. I did go through a lot of phases as a kid because I went through a skater phase and then that's when I was addicted to Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. Yeah, I don't know how we've not mentioned Tony Hawk's. I know. <laughs> I don't know how we didn't speak about it at all. Yeah. They were wonderful. Underground, Underground 2. Um, American Wasteland for me was my favourite because that was, I used to watch my brother play the originals and then when I on my PlayStation 2, I got it for Christmas one year, and that was, oh, it was beautiful for me. You could get off the board, you could hit things. Yeah, yeah. See, for me, it was probably one to four were the main ones I played, so I think that was original PlayStation and early PlayStation 2. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I absolutely love those games. Such good soundtracks. Oh, wonderful. I loved them all. Yeah, really, really good. Um, and then a, a P I think it was PS2, there was a game called Airblade, which was kind of like trying to be Tony Hawk's, but you were on a hoverboard and it was all like sci-fi. <laughs> that was actually quite fun. Never heard of that one. I did play a lot of SX. I can't ever say it because I've got a weird tongue. SSX. <laughs> Tricky was great. 
I used to have a lot of fun on them games. Yeah, because that was just like over the top and you could like break dance on your board and all sorts, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, you could do all sorts of crazy stuff. But overall, Jay, out of all the games in this entire world, what is your most nostalgic game? My most nostalgic game is probably StarCraft, one that we've <laughs> not even discussed, simply because, again, played it to death. I've got fond memories playing it with my brothers when I was younger. We we had, a, when I was sort of more teenage college years, a little LAN arena popped up or a little LAN cafe, I suppose, popped up in, in my hometown. And I used to play it with mates there. Um, I could probably load it up now and regardless of how horrible it looks, have a wonderful time playing it because <laughs> it's, it's a great game. Oh, that's really cute. I'm surprised we didn't speak about that. It's it's obviously really big. It's PC only, of course. And, you know, arguably it started off the trend of modern day esports and things like that. But it's also somehow really one that no one plays because it was only on PC. Um, PC gaming's obviously a lot bigger now than it, it, it was back then, I suppose. But yeah. That's a really cute one, though. I like that. I never played PC, so I've never even heard of it. You've never even heard of StarCraft? No. Have you heard of Warcraft? World of Warcraft? Yeah, same people, but it's space oh. instead of orcs. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're not on the ground, we're in the space. You're on the ground, but on like weird planets and stuff. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, it's a sci-fi. Yeah, it's a sci-fi Warcraft game basically we need more sci-fi games i think they're dying now a little bit as well yeah that, the big push these days is fantasy and dragons and things isn't it yeah my game it was hard for me because oh, there's too many but my game would probably be vice city but i have a reason okay and it's a stupid reason but the whole reason my most iconic game is vice city is because it's the dancing in malibu <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because I could literally do it right now. I've got my hands above my head and I'm moving <laughs> side to side very slowly and I'm dressed as a, a leather cowboy with chaps on and it's the most greatest time ever. <laughs> Me and my sister played Vice City heavily together and we had the best time ever doing it. But I have so – I couldn't – do you know, honestly, I even regret saying that because I've got too many games, Jay. We'd be here forever. Yeah, that's the thing that I even struggled to – pick like a favorite ever in mm. general let, let alone most nostalgic for me san andreas was the best gta oh, so good. Um, but then the first metal gear solid i played a lot going back to spyro pokemon yeah. you know there's there's just so oh, many pokemon yeah there's so many like siphon phil oh, i had a great yeah. time buster move was my introductory game to the gaming world Def Jam on Xbox was absolutely brilliant because I was a gangster at the time and I could fight Snoop Dogg and it was the best. Yeah, original Game Boy had Alleyway, which was the one where you had all the blocks at the top and the paddle and you just had to destroy the blocks at the top by hitting the ball like Pong. That was fun. Oh, Pong was brilliant. I had many hours of playing yeah. Pong. So, yeah, there are too many. There's too many. We'd be here forever. Oh, honourable mention, DJ Hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I was really into the Guitar Heroes and guitar Rock Hero, Band. Guitar Hero, Rock well. Band. I, st I still have all of that. All of those instruments are in, in, in their boxes. Oh, so I don't have boxes. I've got mine in like big market bags in the cupboard <laughs> in my wall. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've kept it all. I'm quite 
uh, over the top with keeping boxes. So I've got it all boxed up nicely still. And yeah. It's one thing I do regret. I got rid of my old Xbox and some of my old consoles, and I re- deeply regret it today. I sold all my original Xbox games. <laughs> right. Yeah. See, I, I sold all mine at a gaming event. So I, I got a good deal. And it was after several years of keeping them. And then I, I did finally settle and go, yeah, I should probably sell this to someone who's actually going to use it. So it got to a point, fortunately, where I have no regrets. But equally, it would still be nice to just go, oh, let's bang that on and give it a yeah. go. Right, Jay, it was lovely to have you here today. It has been a pleasure. I'm happy to have you. It's really nice to speak to someone different. And I like that we had never had a conversation before today. Yes, yes, <laughs> weird. Even though we we have, we haven't. Yeah, we're obviously in each other's streams now and again. I know. It's nice to actually get to know you a little bit as well. And I like that we had uh, common things. Yeah. Nightmare Creatures has brought us together. Yes, it has. (laughs) Who would have thought? (laughs) But is there anything you would like to plug, Jay? Plug yourself, boo. Uh, Well, I suppose tomorrow, or, or I think when this goes out, I will be doing Game Blast. So I'm doing a 24 hour gaming stream on friday the 26th of february so you'll either watch it or you can watch it on the vod um raising money for special effects um there's a uh, there's a few of us doing it but i'll be on there then i also write for the thumb culture website which i mentioned um so I, i mainly just review games on there and have rants about things in the industry that annoy me (laughs) <laughs> but that that's a really great site because it's uh, it's a it's a non-profit site or any money we get from advertising and things like that actually goes to charity as well so our current charity supports epilepsy which is really good uh, it's that's sudep cool. the charity and yeah that's about it really so i'm, I'm a, mainly a streamer and a, a bit of a, a side gig as a journalist i suppose for lack of a better nice. term i'm not a journalist <laughs> I'm not jealous. He does a good job, though. I checked out the website and it looks looks very good. I like the look of it. Good. That's what I like to hear. Before we go, I did forget, which I'll need to slot in somewhere. <laughs> I forgot the J of the week, <laughs> which is J. Oh, look, it's J of the week. And uh, no pun intended, but it's where I tell a joke which has been submitted in my Discord and we have to rate it out of 10. Okay. I'm not picking yours because you're here with me today. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Because usually, with all the girls, we're always laughing before I even get to the point where I've said it. (laughs) And usually it's funnier before the joke is said. I'll keep a straight face now and make it really tense and awkward. Go on, tense. Cue the music. (laughs) Okay, here we go. I found one. Which You ready, Jay? Okay, I'm braced. This one was given to us by Stephen Miller. My girlfriend dressed up as a policewoman and told me I was under arrest on suspicion of being good in bed. After two minutes, all charges were dropped due to the lack of evidence. <laughs> it's so bad. It's, yeah. It's so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're in hysterics. So. <laughs> Is it truly bad? It's because it's so bad. Because I read it thinking, like, where's, when's the punchline coming in? And then the punchline came in, but it was just, like, exactly the same as the previous part. So yeah. It's like, whack, whack. Yeah, wow, wow, Stephen. I'm sorry, but you're getting a one out of ten because Oof. can we guys? We need to step up our fucking jokes. I'm sick of these shit jokes. <laughs> one out of ten. One out of ten. Good. Are you? Are you the same, Jay? I'll be a bit more generous. I'll give it a three. I've heard worse. Okay. Um, but yeah, nice. it needs work. Needs work. 
It needs work, Stephen. Hopefully next time we get a better one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I had to put you through that shit joke, Jay. It's, it's fine. I'll, I'll drink a lot of whiskey <laughs> and yeah. recover from, from the ordeal. Good, I hope so. But it'd be lovely to have you on again at some point in the future, Jay. I'm sure you'd be like perfect for some some gaming episodes and things like that because you did wonderful today. I feel very informed. Good, yeah, that sounds great. I've I've had a good time. Yeah, I'd love to come oh, back. Thank you for being here, Jay. It's been a pleasure. It has. It has been wonderful. Would you like to say goodbye to the peoples? I would love to say goodbye to the peoples. Thank you for listening, everyone, and maybe see you again in the future. Ooh, find out next time. And that is the end of this podcast, guys. GG's for making it through that. I hope at some point we took you back and gave you a little bit of feels. That was me and Jay talking about video game nostalgia. It was nice because he's a bit older, so he had some different perspective on it than I do. I'm a bit of a, I'm a young whippersnapper. (laughs) Is that right thing to say? But yeah, that was Jay. Lovely fella. He is streaming actually live today on Twitch. His Twitch name is Man Mountain Designs. He's doing a very special 24-hour charity stream today, once this has been released, if you make it to the end and listen today. He's live for 24 hours, so go give him support. Go donate to a good cause. But yes, thank you so much for listening, guys. And as always... Look after yourself. It's been a pleasure. Stay sexy, stay wild. Bye.